0: everyone, and welcome to God's Plan, Your Part, a podcast where our goal is to read the entire Bible in a year, seeking to understand God's plan of redemption while discovering daily and practically your part in it.
1: everybody, welcome back to God's Plan, Your Part. Today we are looking at numbers 16 and 17, and it's basically one story about how Korah is leading a rebellion against Moses. Uh, So Jenny, as we read over these passages, what do you want to talk about today?
0: Oh, first of all, I heard the name Cora and I instantly thought of a sibling of one of the kids that I taught last year. It was a girl's name, it's a boy's name now. <laughs> uh, but I had actually listened to this passage a couple of days ago before we read it today. And I think as I listened to it again today, it just, the theme across the board that really just rang out to me again was this theme of jealousy. Um, there's these men who know their role and their part in what god has set up for the the levite clan and cora is definitely jealous of aaron's position and he's like hey i'm a priest too i should be allowed to do these things and is like coveting aaron's position so it's a really tricky place to be because i find like Or have found, I guess, myself in similar situations where it's like, hey, I want what you have. And I know you're doing good stuff, but I could probably do it better. Like, (laughs) I feel like this story, as weird as it is, is super applicational to what we go through probably more often than we realize.
1: So there's some nuance here. There's some important things to catch. One Because we're reading numbers 16 and 17, like, if if you didn't listen to yesterday's, one, we apologize that it was very long. We will not go that long today. (laughs) Um, But it is part of this, like, downward spiral. This is, like, the ultimate final downward spiral of this movement. Mm -hmm. Um, Because the people grumble against God. Um, God moves against that grumbling. Moses like Mm -hmm. begs for mercy.
0: They start grumbling against Moses and Aaron.
1: Yeah. So now you have a move of Levites, uh, which should get our attention because they are already set apart before God.
0: And that's interesting too, because I would think that other tribes might be jealous of the Levites or the Levite clan. Like that would be where you would see the jealousy coming, but it's actually Levites against Levites, which is
1: unique. So Korah basically says, like, I can, I can offer the sacrifices. I can burn incense before the Lord because this is a nation of priests. And the thing that like Korah is definitely wrong. Korah is mm-hmm. definitely wrong, but I can see like the craftiness of his argument. And I can even be like, Oh, I see what he's doing there. Mm-hmm. Cause God has said multiple times, you're a nation of priests, a holy nation. Mm-hmm. So he's literally like twisting what God is saying to say what he wants to say. Where have we seen that before? Genesis two mm-hmm. and three. Um, Satan is like, did God really say? Mm-hmm. Um, so here, Korah is like, hey, I can do that, and like, you're not the only guys that are allowed to do that because God said that we can do it.
0: The party missed out on there was the high priest is Aaron. Yeah, all the rest are able to serve.
1: So that's what's interesting. So it is grumbling against God, but now it's like a targeted argument against the priests, the Mm -hmm. representatives of God. And we've seen multiple times that the holiness of those priests is wildly important. Mm
0: -hmm. Well, it makes me wonder too, what are his motives? Like what's driving him to want to do this? Is it because he wants the attention of it? If he wants like the glory of it? That's kind
1: of be It's got to be selfish ambition. Mm-hmm. And if there is like a, a favorite sin that I fall into, it's probably selfish ambition. Like I'm sick of doing what I want to do. I want to do what you're doing. And mm-hmm. there's no reason I can't do it. And I can probably do it better. And anytime I think that, I usually also downward spiral. And then I'm like, wow, <laughs> I'm really, really ashamed. Mm-hmm. I'm really ashamed mm-hmm. that because that is you... what I was doing.
0: You instantly start. I mean, for myself included, you start assuming the worst of other people, like unqualified mm-hmm. or. Um, well, what about this? I probably would have done that better. Uh, I've done that many times, specifically like for me in job searching. For I mean, I guess this is job hunting for them too. It's
1: job hunting. Uh, like I don't want to. I don't want to miss the part that is of extreme spiritual yes, significance. So yes. it's not just everyday job hunting but we struggle with these kind Mm -hmm. of things in job hunting yeah
0: yeah specifically for me looking for teaching jobs for there for a while was like it's really cutthroat here in pennsylvania it is not fun i don't know how it is other places but you automatically think of like ah that person that they picked they probably weren't nearly as good as me and you just like put people in weird boxes that they don't really belong in and this is like a really unique situation because this guy is putting Aaron of all people in a really weird box and like questioning God's plan and selection for his most holy place. That's interesting to me.
1: So this is not the first time that we've seen unauthorized fire burned before the Lord in Leviticus Mm -hmm. 10. We saw Nadab and Abihu do exactly the same thing, uh, which makes me wonder if Nadab and Abihu were wrestling with some of the same selfishly ambitious Mm -hmm. thoughts Mm -hmm. and desires uh, and God basically like God judges these people immediately. And it's
0: like not a... oh, uh, it's like scary. So
1: it's important to remember, like it, it actually talks about like the wrath of God is on the people. and mm-hmm, like the wrath mm-hmm. of God is a thing. God God has all rights to demand our lives immediately. And so He demands their lives immediately. He judges them immediately. Um, and so Cora is swallowed up by the ground.
0: Well, not even just him. His entire family
1: is swallowed up by the ground. Uh, That is visiting the sins of the fathers on the next generation and the next Mm -hmm. generation. Uh, I, I think there had to have been some piece of this sin was present in their family and beginning to move through their people. Then fire falls from the sky and burns up these priests. (laughs) Or, <laughs> like, these, like, like, a, like fake priests. Scary movie. And then a plague breaks out. And so God is, like...
0: Well, v- what's interesting, though, before even the plague happens, like, all this stops. Like, they're swallowed up into the earth. And then it says the next day, people are like, oh, you're just killing people left and right. Like, putting the blame, actually, of what God has done based on his holiness and his act of, like, nope, that's not happening. They start blaming it on Moses and Aaron again, and then the plague begins, which I don't know. Did they expand on what the plague is Uh, outside of just dying?
1: It's actually what God had promised. Like, if you don't take this seriously, if you rebel against me, plagues will break out among your people. Mm -hmm. I think that's why Moses is like, oh, my word, a plague is going to start.
0: Well, and they actually, what's so crazy, too, is like, I think it, it speaks highly to Like, a bit of the character of Moses and Aaron because they're like, oh my word, like, this is coming. Immediately go out and, like, make atonement for their craziness because they're all going to die. So, in the midst of being ridiculed for being unfit and just terrible men, they're running out to try to, like, make atonement for the sins as the high priest so that they don't die and apparently it probably stops about halfway through.
1: So I want to call a couple things. The first thing is Cora and his family is judged immediately on the spot. Mm-hmm. You are correct in that time passes after that. What that is, I think, is it's a chance to repent before the Lord. Like they saw that happen. as like, oh my goodness, like God yeah. is saying that this is not okay. So God is merciful. It's odd to say that God is merciful after the ground swallows up somebody and they're judged immediately for their sin. But he gives them time to repent. Mm-hmm. Many of them choose not to. And so fire falls, and then they have more time to repent, and they chose not to, mm-hmm. and a plague breaks out. There is a very powerful line in Numbers 16, 48. We'll start at 47. So Aaron took it, as Moses said, and ran into the midst of the assembly. And behold, the plague had already begun moving among the people. And he put on the incense and made atonement for the people. And he stood between the dead and the living. And the plague was stopped. Who do we know that stands between the dead and the living? We deserve to be dead. And yet we are crucified with Christ. We're raised to new life in him. Jesus ultimately stands between the dead and the living interceding for us on our behalf at the right hand of the father. Mm -hmm. We deserve to be dead. And yet we are living. Mm -hmm. And so Aaron acting as the high priest ultimately is doing something that Jesus will end up doing. Um, So that to me is very powerful. Uh, And God relents and the plague stops. The wrath of God is a very important concept for us to understand because we are susceptible to the wrath of God. But Christ um, causes that wrath to relent because when God looks at our sin, he sees the intercession of Christ, the sacrifice Mm -hmm. of Christ, and he relents. So just like God looks at Aaron interceding, he relents from his wrath. Uh, God looks at Christ interceding and relents on our behalf.
0: Something interesting, too, the time in between that you were talking about, where they're kind of given that that grace moment of, please reconsider what you're thinking. Um, It actually says at the, uh, let's see, between like verse 36 and 40 of chapter 16, that they actually took certain pieces of... um, what was it?
1: The sensors. Yes. Yeah, and they made plates to cover the yeah, altar. Yeah,
0: but it was all to be like a sign yeah. of remembrance of that time. Like, hey, don't do this don't again. Don't do this. And it's ironic that the next day they start doing it again anyway.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, but then we have like a final moment of just in chapter 17 of realization and like a final stamp of, hey, I'm not messing around. This is who I want. There should be no mistake or no misunderstanding at this point that whoever's staff is the one that is budding by the next, what is it, the next day or something like that, mm-hmm. um, that is the one who I want to be the high priest. Correct? Is that yeah, what we're going? Yeah, and it,
1: it should not be any surprise because God has already <laughs> said <laughs> He's already times. chosen,
0: but here's another sign because you're so bullheaded.
1: <laughs> yeah. Even that is God's grace. Yeah. Like, fine, I'll do it again.
0: But is it any, I was saying this earlier, is it any surprise that it's Aaron? Because his staff is always the one doing all the crazy things anyway.
1: <laughs> I believe his staff ends up in the Ark of the Covenant. With, uh, with
0: almonds, mm-hmm. almonds and leaves. Yeah.
1: Um, so it, it's kind of interesting. We've seen a couple bad examples of people who refuse to respect those who have been called out by God. I keep mm-hmm. thinking of David. David is a bad example at many things, Mm -hmm. but he is a good example at respecting who the Lord has called out and Mm -hmm. waiting for the Lord to work. So Saul is anointed as king. He's a terrible king. Uh, He does all kinds of wild things that are not ordained by God. David is anointed as king, but he's not allowed to be king until Saul's reign has ended. And so David does this like crazy thing of like running away from Saul for years, refusing to act against the Lord's anointed. And so here we have like in numbers, we have a bad example of Korah who's like consumed by selfish, selfish ambition and selfish ambition is so dangerous. Mm -hmm. And David stands as like at least one good example of like, nope, I will not do this. The Lord will do it. And it's so much more powerful when we wait for the Lord to Mm -hmm. act on our behalf. It's so much more powerful, but man, it's hard.
0: Easier said than done. And
1: it's because we don't trust God. And so here, it's obvious they did not trust God. Uh, And I know my own life. Like, when I am really wrestling with selfish ambition, it is 100% because I am refusing to trust God. Mm -hmm. And so I would guess that if you're dealing with that in your life, that could be at the center of it as well. Well,
0: Well, it just kind of brings us into your part then. Um, Thinking about, you can jump in at any point, Ryan, but thinking about all of these people and their own wants desires and how that it just doesn't work. Like it comes into complete conflict with what God wants and the story that he is hoping to play out for his people. And I think that can apply to us for sure. Just kind of like what you were saying.
1: So many times God has worked on behalf of these people. You cannot split a C. Like, Mm -hmm. you cannot cause food to fall from heaven. You cannot cause quail to run into camps. Mm -hmm. You cannot cause plagues to stop. So many times God has worked on the behalf of these people, and they refuse to obey. So many times God has worked on behalf of me in my own life, and I refuse to obey. Mm -hmm. Uh, But man, your life is so much sweeter when you rest in who God is and what God is doing, Mm -hmm. and when you cause yourself to relent. And, like, stop striving mm-hmm. and rest and trust and trust and trust and trust. And it's hard, but it's sweet and it's good. Yeah. So do that. <laughs> no <It's> pressure. <laughs> I, I like, like, I mean, man, if you guys could hear Jenny and I's conversations, um, I have not yet learned to trust. And I hope that I can better. Um,
0: Same. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: we encourage you and we pray for you. And... uh Yeah, if you want us to pray for you in a a significant way, you can email us, godsplannedyourpart at gmail.com. We would love to make you part of our evening prayer. Pray for us too. (laughs) Yes, please pray for us too. Uh, So we'll see you tomorrow. Uh, Tomorrow we're going to be digging into, guess what, more numbers. Mm -hmm. So see you then. Bye. Hey, thanks so much for listening to our take on God's word. Stick around and listen to the word uh, on the second part of the podcast. Before we get in there, uh, we just want to remind you, you can connect with us at any time on social media and YouTube at God's plan, your part. Also, we are a listener supported podcast. So if you ever want to help us out with the ministry that we're doing, uh, you can do that by clicking the link in our description. And now here's the reading for today. Numbers chapter 16. Now Korah the son of Izhar, the son of Kohath, the son of Levi, and Dathan, and Abiram the son of Eliab, and On the son of Pilath, the sons of Reuben, took men. And they rose up before Moses with a number of people of Israel, 250 chiefs of the congregation chosen from the assembly, well-known men. They assembled themselves together against Moses and against Aaron and said to them, You have gone too far. For all in the congregation are holy, every one of them, and the Lord is among them. Why then do you exalt yourselves above the assembly of the Lord? When Moses heard this, he fell on his face, and he said to Korah and all his company, In the morning the Lord will show who is his, and who is holy, and will bring him near to him. The one whom he chooses he will bring near to him. Do this. Take censers, Korah and all his company. Put fire in them and put incense on them before the Lord tomorrow. And the man whom the Lord chooses shall be the Holy One. You have gone too far, sons of Levi. And Moses said to Korah, Hear now, you sons of Levi, is it too small a thing for you that the God of Israel has separated you from the congregation of Israel to bring you near to himself, to do service in the tabernacle of the Lord and to stand before the congregation to minister to them? And that he has brought you near to him and all your brothers and sons of Levi with you. And would you seek the priesthood also? Therefore, it is against the Lord that you and all your company have gathered together. What is Aaron that you grumble against him? And Moses sent to call Dathan and Abiram and the sons of Eliab. And they said, we will not come up. Is it a small thing that you have brought us up out of the land flowing with milk and honey to kill us in the wilderness that you must also make yourself a prince over us? Moreover, you have not brought us into a land flowing with milk and honey, nor given us inheritance of fields and vineyards. Will you put out the eyes of these men? We will not come up. And Moses was very angry and said to the Lord, Do not respect their offering. I have not taken one donkey from them, and I have not harmed one of them. And Moses said to Korah, Be present, you and all your company, before the Lord, you and they, and Aaron, tomorrow. And let every one of you take his censer and put incense in it. And every one of you bring before the Lord his censer, 250 censers. You also, and Aaron, each his censer. So every man took his censer and put fire in them and laid incense on them and stood at the entrance of the tent of meeting with Moses and Aaron. Then Korah assembled all his congregation against them at the entrance of the tent of meeting. And the glory of the Lord appeared to all the congregation." And the Lord spoke to Moses and to Aaron saying, separate yourselves from among his congregation that I may consume them in a moment. And they fell on their faces and said, O God, the God of the spirits of all flesh, shall one man sin and will you be angry with all the congregation? And the Lord spoke to Moses saying, say to the congregation, get away from the dwelling of Korah, Dathan, and Abiram. Then Moses rose and went to Dathan and Abiram and the elders of Israel followed him And he spoke to the congregation, saying, Depart, please, from the tents of these wicked men, and touch nothing of theirs, lest you be swept away with their sins. So they got away from the dwelling of Korah, Dathan and Abiram. And Dathan and Abiram came out and stood at the door of their tents, together with their wives, their sons, and their little ones. And Moses said, Hereby you shall know that the Lord has sent me to do all these works, and that it has not been of my own accord. If these men die as all men die, or if they are visited by the fate of all mankind, then the Lord has not sent me. But if the Lord creates something new, and the ground opens its mouth and swallows them up with all that belongs to them, and they go down alive into Sheol, then you shall know that these men have despised the Lord. And as soon as he finished speaking all these words, the ground under them split apart. And the earth opened its mouth and swallowed them up with their households and all the people who belonged to Korah and all their goods. So they and all that belonged to them went down alive into Sheol and the earth closed over them and they perished from the midst of the assembly. And all Israel who were around them fled at their cry and they said, lest the earth swallow us up. And fire came out of the Lord and consumed the 250 men offering the incense. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Tell Eliezer the son of Aaron the priest to take up the censers out of the blaze. Then scatter the fire far and wide, for they have become holy. As for the censers of these men who have sinned at the cost of their lives, let them be made into hammered plates as a covering for the altar. For they offered them before the Lord, and they became holy. Thus they shall be assigned to the people of Israel. So Eliezer the priest took the bronze censers, which those who had burned had offered. And they were hammered out as a covering for the altar to be a reminder to the people of Israel so that no outsider who is not of the descendants of Aaron should draw near to burn incense before the Lord, lest he become like Korah and his company, as the Lord said to them through Moses. But on the next day, all the congregation of the people of Israel grumbled against Moses and against Aaron saying, you have killed the people of the Lord. And when the congregation had assembled against Moses and against Aaron, they turned toward the tent of meeting. And behold, the cloud covered it, and the glory of the Lord appeared. And Moses and Aaron came to the front of the tent of meeting, and the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Get away from the midst of all this congregation, that I may consume them in a moment. And they fell on their faces. And Moses said to Aaron, Take your censer and put fire on it from the altar and lay incense on it and carry it quickly to the congregation and make atonement for them. For wrath has gone out from the Lord, the plague has begun. So Aaron took it, as Moses said, and ran into the midst of the assembly, and behold, the plague had already begun among the people. And he put on the incense and made atonement for the people, and he stood between the dead and the living, and the plague was stopped. Now those who died in the plague were fourteen thousand seven hundred, beside those who died on the affair of Korah. And Aaron returned to Moses at the entrance of the tent of meeting, and then the plague was stopped."
0: The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the people of Israel, and get from them staffs, one for each father's house, from all their chiefs according to their father's houses, twelve staffs. Write each man's name on his staff, and write Aaron's name on the staff of Levi, for there shall be one staff for the head of each father's house. Then you shall deposit them in the tent of meeting before the testimony where I meet with you, and the staff of the man whom I choose shall sprout. Thus I will make... To cease from me the grumblings of the people of Israel, which they grumble against you. Moses spoke to the people of Israel, and all their chiefs gave him staffs, one for each chief according to their fathers' houses, twelve staffs. And the staff of Aaron was among their staffs. And Moses deposited the staffs before the Lord in the tent of testimony. On the next day, Moses went into the tent of testimony, and behold, the staff of Aaron for the house of Levi had sprouted and put forth buds and produced blossoms, and it bore ripe almonds. Then Moses brought out all the staffs from before the Lord to all the people of Israel, and they looked, and each man took his staff. And the Lord said to Moses, Put back the staff of Aaron before the testimony, to be kept as a sign for the rebels, that you may make an end of their grubblings against me, lest they die. Thus did Moses as the Lord command- commanded him, so he did. And the people of Israel said to Moses, Behold, we perish, we are done, we are all undone. Anyone who comes near, who comes near to the tabernacle of the Lord shall die. Are we all to perish?
1: Thanks so much for listening to God's Plan, Your Part. If anything stuck out to you, if you have any questions, or if you'd like to receive a Bible, you can email us at godsplanyourpart at gmail.com. Also, if you're enjoying the podcast, please consider supporting us through the link in our description. We love that you're on this journey with us, and we hope you have a great day. See you tomorrow.